All right, welcome to the EH Leaders Podcast. My name is Bobby. Uh, we have Pastor Ryan Rush with us. Ryan, welcome. I'm honored to be here, man. Looking forward to uh, what this becomes. I think it's just going to be a conversation. Yeah. And, you know, my I guess everybody's concerned. Anytime you attach leadership to a podcast is, uh, okay, are people going to think that I'm putting myself forward as an expert? And the fact is, what we're going to talk about are things that we've learned along the way. A lot of times, paying dumb tax, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and also um, some great words of wisdom that I have learned along the way. Yeah. And so, there's been lots of cups of coffee through the years with great leaders, and they've passed things along. And I've had the opportunity to sit across from people and pass things along. We've had lots of conversations with our staff, yeah. and so that's what I'm hopeful is that through the Empowered Homes Leadership Podcast, people who are navigating the influence of other people. And that's going to be, I know, some pastors and some others who are in the corporate world. Um, we have a chance to share some of those principles. So yeah. just keep in mind, you know, as we have this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. But also, uh, this this isn't all proprietary stuff that we have uh, amassed through our great wealth of wisdom. It's, it's 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 stuff that we have learned along the way. Yes, and I... I you know, this is the first of many of our conversations yeah. as we get going. And uh, for those listening, I, I just want to uh, tell a story about my first staff meeting here with you. Uh-oh. And my first staff meeting, I've been in church for, you know, 10, 15 years, and I've, I've been through many staff meetings where we talk about the calendar, we talk about the events, we talk about all those things, which right. we have to. You, you got to do business. You got you to do this stuff. But my first staff meeting, we went through all of those and then at the last 10, 15 minutes, you said, hey, can we just put a, put a pin in this? I want, I want to pour into you as leaders. Wow. And you poured into us, and I just remember going, oh, wow. It was so refreshing that you took the time. We deviated from all the hundreds of stuff we had going on, and you said, hey, I want to make you a better leader today. And here's a few principles. Here's a few things. And you do that regularly. And so yeah. part of Thanks, the idea with this is – Taking those last ten minutes of staff meeting and sharing it with with everybody because I I appreciate it and I think yeah. it's so wise and so important for leaders to to know because I know there's leaders mm-hmm. that may be listening they don't get that um, they they don't maybe not get that fully but uh, I, I think we can bless some leaders with with some of the insights and things that you've poured into us but also well, have learned along the way. Thank so. you. You you know by now. So now we've we've we worked side by side for quite a while, yeah. and you've seen and. I love I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. I love to glean from it, to learn, so that we can be better, to sharpen ourselves. And so, as we thought about, okay, what can we talk about first? Because there's a hundred different areas, yeah. different elements of leadership. This could go on forever, and it's kind of fun to think about. But I know that the first challenge that every leader has is how to navigate his time or her time. Right? Yep. It, it's just hard. Yeah. Um, the, the, the more involved, the more successful you really are in whatever your endeavor is, the more people are going to pull on you. And isn't that one of the ironies of any organization is that the most productive people generally are the ones that they're the busiest and they're the ones people say, well, you know that Bobby can get it done. So let's call Bobby. And then you find yourself, you know, almost being punished for being productive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what are you supposed to do? And it's easy to say, well, manage your time. And manage your priorities. But we use those words as buzzwords so often that sometimes we forget what they mean. Yeah. So it's something that, that I call uh, the power of no. But what I want you to do, uh, if you're hanging with us today, is imagine in your mind's eye the word K-N-O-W. 
So K-N-O-W obviously spells no, but it's different than maybe what you thought when I said the power of no. So when I say no, you got to know the power of your time and you got to know your priorities. You have to. Uh, because if you don't predetermine those things, then it's not going to happen in real time. I mean, every now and then you'll have this glimpse of, uh, of genius where you say, you know what, I don't have time to do that. But you got to know in advance I'm not going to do this. And I'll tell you another trap that gets me when I know my priorities is I equate distance from an event to, um, to ease. So I, I, here's what I mean by that. If, if somebody asked me to do something, they say, hey, will you come to this lunch that we're going to talk about this whatever topic? I don't want to, you know, I'm not yeah, picking yeah. on any organization. Yeah, but yeah. People will always want you to go and hear the great stuff or do whatever. And so the problem is if that's not exactly where I'm supposed to be, if it's next Wednesday, I'll say, I mean, it's pretty easy. And I'd love to hear more about it. Can you send me just a brief email so I can learn more? I want to be on your team and discover that, but I can't take an hour and what always becomes an hour and a half to do that. Yeah. If it's next Wednesday, that's not that hard to say, well, that's not a priority. The problem is if they say, would you come on Wednesday, 13 months from now, yeah. you know, and I go, you know, I know I don't have anything. It doesn't have any pain involved in my life right now. And I go, sure, put yeah. it down. And then I get closer and think, what on earth made me think that it was going to be better then? So I have to know, and it's not emotion involved in that. Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm going to spend uh, energy on, and this is what I can't. So K-N-O-W, right? Yeah. So then we do something else. In my mind's eye, I take that K, and I wipe it off. And now I have the word now. Mm. So that's another really important part, I think, of priorities is understanding that if something is an essential priority, then usually it's going to mean I'm not putting that off. And so you have to do the most important stuff first. I mean, I equate it to it's kind of a goofy illustration, but when you go into a Mexican restaurant, which is one of my favorite places in oh, the yeah. world, right, they give you the chips and salsa. And if you load up on the chips and salsa, it's happened to me before. Yeah, guilty. You know, right. Yep. Then all of a sudden they bring out the gourmet food that somebody just spent a lot of time preparing. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm already full, to be honest, and I'm not appreciating the main course. And so we can do that with our lives, too. You know, just get so caught up in the junk food that we miss out. So if you have important things to do, do it now. And what does that mean practically? It means in the morning I do it. And what's a priority of mine every week? It's the sermon. So by Sunday afternoon, I have a pretty good idea of my sermon. By Monday morning, I'm navigating that with our campus pastor or whoever is preaching with me. A lot of times there's a teach team teaching. And by Monday evening, I could preach that sermon. Now, we're going to mess with it all week and change. But the reason I do that is I don't know what the rest of the week holds, mm. and, but I can't afford to miss that priority. Wow. And so I do it now. So the next part's obvious. Okay, one more. You, you take in your mind's eye that N off the word. Oh, excuse me, that W, pardon my spelling. Yeah. Take the W off, and what do you have? You have the power of no. Mm. And really, let's be honest, most of life, most of leadership comes down to two words, yes and no. What you say yes to and what you say no to. I heard uh, somebody tell me that years ago when supercomputers took up entire rooms. The only thing those big old computers could read were ones and zeros. Mm. And they just read them all day and they put them in sequence and stuff. But it might surprise people to know that 
with modern technology, whether it's your phone or your, uh, your tablet or your computer, the only thing those things are reading are still ones and zeros. They just read them a lot, um, in yeah. volume and they read them faster. And so you can reduce any piece of technology to ones and zeros. And that's really leadership. Wow. What, what, I, what determined whether I sat here or not today was a series of yeses and nos in my life. You know, that I had to say yes to, and I had to say no to some other things, even walking in this place today. And so that is our whole lives, right? Yeah. We have to know that. Wow. And thinking of that no, I'm thinking of the young leader. Yeah. So the young leader who's, you know, I remember not being invited to staff meeting as, a, as just an associate because I had to prove myself. Mm -hmm. And so... What about that young leader who's just saying yes to everything because they're hungry, they're wanting to go? How do we teach them the power of no? Okay, well, w one thing you might do if you're a young leader is you say, okay, there are some mentors in my life, and when they say an, an offer or something, I'd say, I'm going to say yes to that person, except for some others. So when I say yeses and nos to this point, it doesn't really matter your age because priorities are not those things we think are most important. That's, that's the good. big yeah. fiction. That's, that's good. Priorities are the things we really say yes to at the expense of other things. So when I say my children are a priority, well, who doesn't? Okay. But am I willing to say no to other things because they always get the yes in important things? Now, I understand, you know, they yeah, yeah. can I have more candy or something? I'm talking about, you know, my kid has an event or a, a ballet recital, my, my daughter does. Okay. I'm saying yes to that. Uh, it's even as practical as sometimes I'm in a meeting. I don't answer my phone in a meeting, but if I'm in a meeting and I look down and it's my wife, she gets the yes, okay? Yeah. I mean, unless I know that we talk three times a day and she's trying to determine something, you know, like what are we having for dinner? But it's usually not. I, yeah. I like hanging out with my wife, you know, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I like talking about small talk, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So for the young leader, this is even more important. I mean, you've got to predetermine what you're going to say yes to because they're going to come from all sides. And your attempt to be kind will end up diminishing your opportunity to advance in what you want to do. Mm. I mean, I, anybody who's ever been in school has fought through this, right? You know you have to study, you have to get things done, and then somebody comes and says, hey, let's go get a pizza, or let's go do this. Oh, okay, well, I'll put this off. And then all of a sudden you say yes and yes and yes and yes, and you turn around and say, oh, my gosh, I, it, you know, it's due today, you know, as Brian Regan said, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to, to realize those things, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And, and that leader who you mentioned earlier who gets stuff done, um, that's usually will say yes. We'll, we'll ask him to do it because he gets stuff done. How, how would you encourage him to begin to use no more? How, how do they do it graciously when sometimes you feel like you're in a corner? If, you okay. know, if, if I'm asked by you, I'm going to say yes. You mm -hmm. know, there's, there's that tension too. But how do you begin to, to help that person see and make those good, good choices? Yeah, that's, that's really good. And you realize what Bobby's saying here. He's like, dude, that's easy for you to say you're the boss. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, so uh, you know, I still have to answer to people, too. Yeah. You know, I can still disappoint folks. When you're making that predetermined list, it, sometimes I call it, and sometimes I practically need to do this, when life gets frazzled, I will make a not-to-do list. Mm -hmm. Like, these are the things I cannot do right now. And let me give you some examples, okay, because that, that may sound real no, that's, philosophical. Yeah. There are seasons where I say, 
I'm not going to have lunch meetings. I can't. It's a crazy time. It's easy to say yes to. And let's be honest, most lunch meetings, it's fun. You know, I get to hang out. It takes 30 minutes to commute. By the time you get up from your desk, do something, whatever, and you're going to spend 45 minutes if it's an hour just shooting the breeze, which is powerful stuff as a pastor. See how I can yeah, yeah. I can justify it yeah, all? Yeah. And then you're going to spend 15 minutes where they say, hey, I really have this, this, this question, and so we're going to try to do things, and it's not even a good environment to get it done. So there, there are seasons where I can say, I've got to say no to that. You know, it doesn't mean I don't go eat, but then eating becomes just something I run and do. And also, I'm usually eating less healthy when I, you know, am mm-hmm. stacking up with lunch meetings. So I can just as easily get that done with a cup of coffee in my office and give great attention to that individual. And I just, I was just able to predetermine some no's. Now, when it's an authority or somebody you think is going to be hurt by it or what have you, sometimes it involves a meeting to say, listen, I've got to make some adjustments in order to be effective and to serve you better, you know, if, if, if it involves them or their stakeholder or a superior. And so this is a step I want to take to help you and to help accomplish this better. Can you understand why that I may navigate that or bring them into the decision, mm. you know? With yeah. That? yeah. Because the reality, Bobby, is we don't – we just don't have as much time as we think. Yeah. I mean, we just don't. And that's not – um, a morbid statement, although it is. I mean, that's what Moses said in Psalm 90, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Like literally, we, we need to understand we, we have an expiration date, Yeah. right? Yeah. One, one really cheesy exercise I've done in the past that, that may or may not help. So again, just I know navigating some of you in your, you know, kind of your mind's eye to think about these things, but there, there are elements of your life, of all our lives, that I would call inevitable, like, we don't get to choose how we spend a lot of our day. And so we've got to actually use those for specific, you know, good. And, and, and it doesn't mean that they're a, a problem to be solved. For example, we sleep a significant part of the day. I used to think that was a, a terrible thing, try to hack things, so I slept less. But the reality is that's great. That's a gift from God. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the things I try to say yes to is I take a lot of naps. I mean, I... I, I, you know, cat naps, some of the great leaders I've known are nappers. So I might finish lunch and then just lay down. Sounds really goofy. I can't believe I'm saying this on a recording, (laughs) right? And it might be 15 minutes. It's not long, but just enough to say, okay, I'm rested and now I can go. So sleep is a good thing. The, most of us are going to sleep seven and a half hours a day. You know, I know we're supposed to get eight, depends on who you talk to, but who does? Um, We're going to eat every day. That's an inevitable, and it's a good one. So even if you're going through drive throughs every time, you're going to spend an hour a day at meals. Mm. So why not make those matter, right? But they still have to happen. Uh, we have um, dress and personal hygiene. you gotta, you got to go to the bathroom. you got to get yeah, yeah. dressed. you got to shower, shampoo. I remember years ago I was walking through this in, a, in a, a seminar or a talk at a church, and a guy came up after and said, I just don't think it's realistic. Where would you get your data on this? And I said, well, just a lot of conversations with people. And he said, I, you might want to think about the one hour a day with dress and personal hygiene. It seems a little high. And, and I didn't tell him this, but I was thinking, you know what? If you're not spending an hour a day <laughs> dress and personal hygiene, don't brag about it. That might yeah, be yeah. another leadership podcast. Yes, okay? That's a whole other So one. we have a, yeah. a commuting an hour a day. Depends on where you work or yeah. live, but that's, that's pretty realistic. Shopping and errands. So just doing stuff that's a part of life. Let's say that's a half hour a day. So home maintenance, chores, and bills, um, one and a half hours a day. 
by the time it averages out, you know, you're just doing all the stuff you have to do to survive and help your family. And then we haven't even gone to work. So occupation or child rearing. So a lot of great leaders who are full-time yeah. parents here listening. And that's, that's going to take uh, the average work week in America, I think, is like 46 hours. Um, so we're talking about a lot of our lives that we don't get to choose. Now, again, we can, we can use that time. But to put that into perspective, I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers, but just think about this. If I'm sleeping seven and a half hours a day, that's 114 days a year that I'm asleep. Wow. Uh, if I'm eating an hour a day, that's 15 days a year. So every now and then, it's good for me. I like to take a calendar and actually just think through this. So this is something you can do at home. If, and, and you can be like me. I'm a cheapskate, and so I have an old calendar. Bobby can tell you <laughs> the first page is July 2020, yeah. and the last page is June 2021 on here. So it's obsolete. Uh, no good calendar was destroyed in the, this illustration, right? Yeah. So the point is, when we think about um, sleeping seven and a half hours a day, if that's 100 days, 114 days a year, that means all of July, if we started in July 2020, all July I spent asleep, all of August I spent asleep, um, all of September I spent asleep, okay, 114 days. I still got one more, so wow. all of October, I'm sleeping, or most of October. You don't even wake up until November on my calendar, okay, if you started in, in June, or July, rather. So, yeah, yeah. So we're at, in November, and then we, we now have to eat an hour a day. That's 15 days, so that's half of November. We have to... Um, we have to have dress and personal hygiene for that other hour. So that's another 15 days. And then we have uh, commute an hour a day. That's another 15 days. And so we're, we're well into, we're now in December 2020. We started in July. And then we have shopping and errands. That is a half hour. So that's about eight days. I accidentally kind of took that off. And so now we have home maintenance, chores, and bills. That's one and a half days. Uh, one and a half hours, Red. That's 22 days. It's the rest of that. Now we're into January 2021 on my calendar. Um, and so um, that's another, let's see, 22. It's um, about half of January. My math is bad. Don't, don't, don't email me. Okay. <laughs> but the point is, okay, now we have occupation and child rearing. And so that's another 100 days. So we have that little bit of January. We have February. We have March, remember we started July, we have April, and a little bit of April here. And uh, if I did this correctly, then we should have 289 days gone and 76 days remaining. And, you know, that's the inevitable stuff I talked about. Dang. And then wow. we haven't even talked about all the screen time concerns that people have. If you, if you have one book that you want to read this weekend, it's not hard, but break up with your phone is worth reading mm. because we're wasting so much time. So let's, let's say you're real conservative and you're wasting three hours a day on media. That's another 46 days. And so if you take those off, now we're down to 30 days remaining. On my calendar, we're down to June 2021. You know, and that's it. That's we kind of depressing. 30 days. 30 days. So... It's a goofy exercise. All I'm trying to do is every now and then I need to remember when I'm like, well, that's no big deal. I'm going to piddle around here. Or I'll just yeah. say yes. It's just one thing. And then all of a sudden you look up and like a, the year's gone or two years are gone. And you go, man, I want that back. Yeah. So the best leaders I've known, Bobby, 
are not necessarily like the most charismatic or geniuses. They're just people who say, this moment matters, and I'm not going to waste it. Mm. This day is an opportunity to move forward, and I'm going to say yes to the right things. Wow. That's it. The power of no and understanding how little time we really do have. And if we're wasting it on things that are are futile, then, man, it's just a... That's a, that's a powerful visual right there. You know, those listening, maybe uh, those watching, if, if you're just hearing this, I mean, I'm looking in, at a, a calendar in front of me with only 30 days of yeah. actual... And a bunch of torn up yeah, calendar around A bunch it, of right? torn up stuff, but just to think 30 days of actual productivity yeah. that, that we have and how much, when we say yes to little things here and there, it just, that adds up and takes away and eats away even those 30 days. Yeah. So here's the good news. And maybe probably the last thing that we can say here, it doesn't mean that, oh man, most of our lives are wasted. All those opportunities we talked about other than maybe sleeping. And I mean, you can have good dreams. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. that's, that's a stretch, but Joel two acts two says the old men dream dreams. So, um, more importantly, you can take advantage of all these things. Your work, your occupation, those are opportunities to live out your dreams. Just make them matter. Your commute can matter. Hopefully some of you are taking advantage of your commute right now. Uh, and, and your meals. We talk so much at Empowered Homes about five meaningful mealtimes a week. And so you can find all sorts of resources just about that, about owning your table yeah. at home through that. So all these things can be a part of the priorities. They just can't be wasted. Absolutely. Don't waste your time. And understanding uh, that great leaders know how to say no well. It's and, good. And that's that's huge. Thank you so much for uh, your time and, and, and pouring into our leaders. Again, if you want more information on uh, what we talked about today, if you want more information on any leadership development that we have, we have a ton of great resources on empoweredhomes.org slash leaders. Ryan, thanks, man. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks.